Dear listeners, welcome to episode two of the Who's on Top podcast. Happy New Year. We hope everyone had a great holiday. We were treated to a multitude of great games and even more interesting results. When the dust settled last week, Ellis emerged victorious, besting our own personal Frisbro, Jacob Kazin, by a close margin of four to three. We'll post the links to the results in the description. Now we'll be introducing a new contestant to our show. The incandescent, ebullient, and perpetually optimistic $1 million haircut man, Jeremy Giles. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It's a pleasure to meet you. We also on the show have um, our contestant, Ellis Gordon, from the previous show. What's up, guys? Winner of the first one. <laughs> and uh, now we will be moving on to today's topics. For today's player spotlight, we will be discussing Jameis Winston, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback. So a lot of controversy surrounding um, Jameis, not only because he stole crab legs uh, a few years ago, but also... Um, he's having quite the interesting season. Let's discuss it. As stated, James Winston's had some uh, domestic issues in the past. A recent stat came up in Instagram, went a bit viral. I'll just read it out to you guys. Payne Manning, age 25, and James Winston, age 25. James Winston had both had 26 touchdowns. James Winston had 4,115 pass yards. Payne Manning had 4,131. James and Payne both had 23 interceptions. They both had six interception pick sixes. Both had six wins. James Winston had 84.9 QB rating, Payne Manning 84.1. And James Winston had a 61.3 completion percentage, while Payne Manning had a 62.7 completion percentage. Also, it was reported that James Winston is seeking $30 million at the age of 25 to stay in the box. Well, if uh, if he's indeed in Payne Manning's caliber to some extent, that money is justified, no? What I would say about that is no, simply because... Peyton Manning did not have the track record of throwing interceptions that Jameis Winston has. Because simply put, you cannot win in an NFL team if you are throwing 30 interceptions. I don't care how many touchdowns you have. Like, I know this year he had 33 touchdowns over 5,000 yards. If you look at just that alone, that could win you a team. But look at the next closest interception leader is Baker Mayfield and Phillip Rivers are the only two other people over 20. And the thing you see in common, right, these are all some of the worst teams in the NFL. And he came out of uh, he came out of the college at age twenty. He, this is his fifth season in the NFL, and he still hasn't shown an ability to read the defense yet. He has a great arm. There's no doubting that. He has great weapons. But a thirty for thirty season, yes, we have thirty touchdowns, thirty three touchdowns is impressive. But as Jeremy noted, thirty picks will not win you games in the NFL. I am kind of for bringing him back because continuity in an NFL franchise is hard. Uh, quarterbacks are hard to find, especially quarterbacks of Jameis's caliber, and um. Bruce Arians is a great coach, and it's more I trust Bruce Arians to help turn around, but another season like this, I don't think the Buccaneers are there right for success. Sounds good. So I actually have a slightly different take, and I think I would actually most definitely not bring him back, just because with James Winston throwing all these interceptions and the way they are, their ceiling is capped. There's only so far up they can go with James Winston. Like, you're very rarely ever going to get to the Do you think he can improve? I think he can get better than he did this year, but I don't think he'll ever be able to get to the point where he can't throw interceptions. And look at all the teams that are moving off their quarterback. Like, many of the teams, with the exception of the Browns, most of these new quarterbacks these days are working. Daniel Jones is working. Patrick Mahomes working. Yeah. Sam Darnold, even, you'd arguably, is much better than what the Jets had. Yeah, and so, so just to interrupt, Payne Manning, um, this was not his fifth season in the NFL. It's just, it's a scary trend, but 
The only reason, I guess, for bringing James Winston back is because of Bruce Arians' track record with QBs. And that'd be, for me, that would be the only reason for me to bring him back, which I think is a pretty good reason. All right, well, the future's a little bit shrouded. I think we can all agree that, you know, James Winston should work on his in-store contract. Yes. <laughs> in-store <laughs> conduct a little bit more. But yeah. otherwise, we're not sure which way this so, could go. I mean, hey, if he gets $30 million... All right, now we're moving on to the NBA where we have the Portland Trail Blazers taking on the Miami Heat. This is a revenge game for both the Sun Whiteside and Myers Leonard, two very different kind of players. Sun Whiteside is known for blocking everything that comes in the paint, while Myers Leonard is probably the best uh, 2K13 NBA uh, player. He hits all the outside shots and can go inside. Let's hear what they have to say about this season. Well, I think for this one, this really is not that complicated a game. Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, they're playing great basketball. I've gone this up to a 24-9 record. Honestly, I think this will be an easy one. They'll get a comfortable win. Yeah, I think the Heat, I have to agree with Jeremy here, the Heat will win comfortably. The Trailblazers have been struggling, though. Carmelo has been playing good of late. They're 14-21, and 21, sitting ninth in the Western Conference. Kind of way below expectations for the season. The Heat have been playing incredible team basketball, whereas Jimmy Butler's had a bit of dip in his stats, but it doesn't matter. Tyler Hero's going off. They get everyone involved. They all play well, and Bama DeBio has been absolutely insane on defense. He still can't post up. He's working on it. But stars when guarded by Bam. James Harden has six points on one of seven field goal percentage. Chris Asperzingis, 10 points on 2 of 11. Pascal Siakam, 2 points on 0 of 3. Joel Embiid, 11 points on 4 of 12. And Cat, 4 points on 1 of 6. He's a really good defender. The Heat just have been playing great basketball. I don't think they can be stopped. Again, remember, Easy Bam way. Adebayo, though, is known for his paint defense more. And Carmelo, Anthony, Damian Lillard, and CJ McCollum are all on the... That is true, but I still, I'm still predicting a win for the Heat here. Honestly, I think here, just a big enough mismatch that I don't even think that would matter. Now we're delving across the pond back to England, where uh, Liverpool's taking on Tottenham in... Uh, a very big Premier League matchup. Mo Salah has still been on fire. He bears a striking resemblance to our very own Jeremy Giles. And uh, that might influence his decision to some capacity. But it I think will. Liverpool's I winning think... streak and unbeaten record so far in the Premier League might also do that. What yeah. do we have? Yeah, so Liverpool are heavy favorites in this one. Sit first on the table with 58 points. Tottenham sit uh, Tottenham sit six with 30 points. Trailing by... 28 points, which is insane. Liverpool are attempting to do something that hasn't been done since the Invincibles of Arsenal go a perfect season. I frankly agree with the betters here. This is going to be an easy win to Liverpool. It's Jurgen Klopp versus Jose Mourinho, both very talented managers, but it's really a question of if people can stop Liverpool. Out of 20 games, they've won 19 and tied once. I'm predicting a 3-1 win for Liverpool. Well, first off, I do not think I can pick against my duplicate Mo Salah. I feel a intrinsic soul connection to him, and I cannot pick against him. But if you'd real, like to see the resemblance, check out our Instagram page. Uh, you can see we'll post a pic side-by-side picture. It's quite striking. It's quite but, st- but honestly, I think this perfect season is Liverpool's to lose, right? Like, they're clearly the best team. Whether they will go perfect season or not, I don't know. But they're not going to lose to Tottenham. Yeah. They're a much better team, and I predict they win 3-1 with Mo Salah having a hat-trick, of course. All right, so yeah, so both both of us predicted three to one to Liverpool. Now on to our podcast feature, we will be discussing the um, NFL, the NFL playoffs, the wild card round. Patriots are in it for the first time in a very long time. First prediction are Bills versus Texans. What yeah. do we have? So what I'd say is this: the Texans are a very good team under Deshaun Watson. They're very good, 
but they're incredibly streaky. They've been both blown out and blowing out teams this season. So I think, honestly, with the Texans, it's a dice roll what day you're going to get. I think today is a Deshaun Watson day against the Bills. I know their defense is very good. They've been very strong this year. But I think today, Deshaun Watson will get it done. I do not think he'll do anything in the next round. But I think this will be his day. Yeah, we got Tredavious White versus DeAndre Hopkins. An intriguing matchup indeed. We got the Bills defense versus Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins-led offense. This is going to be a really tight game. I'm going to go Texans. And the reason I say this is because what differentiates teams in the playoffs is quarterback play. Josh Allen, big fan, certainly has improved year two. But Deshaun Watson at times has been brilliant. And even when he hasn't been, he's still been playing better than Josh Allen. He can get done with his feet. He can get done throwing the ball. They got DeAndre Hopkins. I think close game, but Texans pull out. I guess, wait, let me say my score quickly. I think I forgot to say it, but I would say 28-17 Texans. And remember, um, it is quite important, but J.J. Watt, one of the best defensive players uh, in the league, is back. I'll go 21-17 Texans. High scoring game? Sounds good. All right, so next we have the Tennessee Titans versus the New England Patriots. Some feel like this is the end of an era for the Patriots. Brady's getting old, he's 42, and his weapons seem to be diminishing to some capacity. Titans are a strong team led by Derrick Henry and a great rushing. Let's see what our boys have in store for us. Uh, whether it's an end of the era or not is a different story, but we're talking about the Titans, a 9-7 and team that just made the playoffs. Look, Derrick Henry's great, he's super fun, I love seeing him truck people. I will own that. <laughs> but there is no way in the playoffs that I am picking against Tom Brady and Julian Edelman. Hey, I where did Tom Brady go to college? Michigan. Oh, Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> That's great. Go blue. But I will take us back to two years ago, 28-3. Do you remember Edelman's catch? I'm sorry, but I am not picking against the Patriots in the playoffs in the first round. Next round against the Chiefs, they're going to get run over. But this round, they're winning. You know, every year they say Patriots are done, Patriots are done. And they do. I have been, I've been, no, the Patriots will find a way. This year, I'm going to have to fall into the trap of Titans victory is right now. It is a trap. <laughs> I understand. But hey, Ryan Tannehill just made AFC Player of the Month. Derrick Henry, highest rushing yards. They are on fire. Mike Vrabel called it going to the Vipers' den. Mike Vrabel is now a Viper tainer, man. Tamer. It's going to be a close game. Brady's going to pull off some playoff magic. But Patriots are banged up. You know, in your case... What team was Tannehill on before the Titans? The Dolphins. And what team just beat the Patriots? The Dolphins. Yeah, yeah well, that's they, another thing. Um, that's, the Patriots just lost to the Dolphins, and it came supposedly a playoff game, according to Bill Belichick. Tom Brady did not look good in that game. That pick six to Eric Rowe was awful. It wasn't awful. a real playoff game. Yeah, that's true, but Bill Belichick said it was a playoff game. All right? I mean, that's all I'm saying. Listen, the Titans Again, are we have to take what Bill Belichick says with a grain of salt. Yeah. He's known yeah. for fibbing. Listen, the Titans are coming in scorching hot. The Patriots, scorching cold. I'm going to fall into the trap gladly. Titans freezing cold. Yeah. (laughs) Not scorching cold. Not scorching cold, freezing cold. (laughs) I'm going to fall into the trap gladly. I'm going Titans shock the world. They beat the Patriots by seven. Tanhill comes up clutch, and the Patriots end of a dynasty. Oh, score. For the point. Um, I think it will be close. 21-17 Patriots. I'm going to go with 27-20 Titans. Let's hear how many rushing yards did Derrick Henry have? Just off your head. 122. 83. Okay, sounds good. Next, we're moving on to the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. Everyone remembers last year what happened. Uh, two it was years. Kinda, two years ago? Yeah. 
Uh, it was a crazy ending. Um, our Minnesota friends won't stop talking about it, still uh, claiming it's the best play of all time. A little bit debatable. Singular friend, I should add, not friends. <laughs> so uh, we have the weapon-filled Vikings, which include one of the best running backs in the league, Dalvin Cook, um, versus the Saints, which have always had um, Drew Brees, an amazing player. She's quite short, but, you know, it works out. And then Michael Thomas, who unfortunately, except for being from the Ohio State University, um, is one of the best players in the NFL. So what do we see happening here? Yeah, I think Michael Thomas has got enough love. He should be in the MVP conversation. Saints on the backs of Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, and their surprisingly good defense are going to win this game. Kirk Cousins folds under pressure, notorious. I picked him last week to win, folded. I should have known. Shouldn't have trusted him. He's lost my trust. Dalvin Cook's a bit banged up. Saints, I think, win this one pretty handily. It's in uh, New Orleans, not in uh, Minnesota. The Superdome has the a huge Superdome. Effect. Yeah, I think the Saints are going to win this one 31-17. In the past two years, the Saints have been crushed by penalties in the playoffs. They've had their hopes dashed over and over. And you're telling me, in the first round, with Alvin Kamara, Please. Michael Thomas, Marshawn Lattimore, with Drew Brees, they are going to lose to a 10-6 Vikings team Led by Kirk Cousins. They Amen. lost once, and it took a freaking miracle. You're telling me they're going to do that again. No. I'm sorry. No. I take the Saints 35-17. I don't think yeah, it's that's a blow. I, I think it'll be closer than that. I think the Vikings can put up a fight. It'll but. be close, but uh, the Saints do have the Swiss Army knife of um, of players in the NFL with Taysom Hill. He's always a wild card to see love what happens. Taysom. Love Taysom Hill. Has done everything. Played quarterback, defense, linebacker, just everything. So interesting to see what will happen this game with him and uh finishing up our wild card matchup we have uh, the seattle seahawks versus the philadelphia eagles again two years ago the philadelphia eagles with the perpetual underdogs but again they came in clutch uh they kind of adopted that underdog mentality and again uh they're trying to do that with seattle and russell wilson what do you think will happen in this game i actually have an unpopular opinion which i know all year the seahawks have been better right Russell Wilson, an MVP candidate. And four weeks ago, I would put the Seahawks no question. But this isn't four weeks ago. Since those four weeks, the Eagles have gotten incredibly hot, have gone they on a four-game win streak. Teams. They beat up NFC East teams with everyone on Carson Wentz's shoulders. He needs a back brace. Look, <laughs> this <laughs> man, true. he needs a truck. Like, he needs something to carry them. Anyway, this is that side story. But the thing is, essentially is this, is that I think the Seahawks lost Chris Carson for the year, and I think that will They'll bring all, back Marshawn. That will be the difference. Marshawn mm-hmm. next year, I would love Marshawn, but oh, right Marshawn. now, after he just signed, there's no way he's going to make it. Fresh legs, he's coming in clutch. Honestly, it just comes to me as this: is that the Seahawks are getting less healthy, the Eagles are getting more healthy, and I think it's a really close game. I think Wentz has some Foles magic in him. No more Foles gold. Now it's going to be Wentz silver. Um, Solid. So I think the Eagles. I think it's a high-scoring Come game. Up with I new think metaphors on this podcast. I think podcast does that. I think Eagles will win 31-28, but I think the last-second field goal. I'm gonna have to strongly disagree. Both teams are clearly banged up. That said, it comes down, as I said before, with Titans Bills quarterbacks. Do I trust Carson Wentz? Do I trust Russell Wilson? I very much trust Carson Wentz. No, Russell Wilson. I trust. I trust him in my life. This man. Throws pinpoint balls. You got Tyler Lockett. You got Marshawn Lynch back eating up. Eagles defense is like Swiss cheese. Now their team is like injured more. Miles Sanders, questionable. Their whole team is questionable. Carson Wentz can't keep on carrying them. Sure, he can carry them to 
barely wins saying, over the Giants. Questionable doesn't mean they're not playing. No, they were, that, those questionable players were out a week ago. Now they're going to be they're gonna be banged up. Sure, but they're going to be banged up regardless. Carson Wentz can, yeah, sure, he can beat the Redskins. He can beat the underperforming Cowboys. He can't beat the Seahawks. Seahawks came within half a yard of beating the best team in the NFL, debatably, or second best and team. it's very unfortunate they missed it. Now they're and they missed it, but now they're going to beat the Eagles. Uh, I'm going to have to predict a Seahawks win. 30-17. to 17. All right. Uh, interesting story. I once got Vinnie Curry, the Eagles defensive end, to sign my Raisin box. If you'd like more on that story, please let me know. I'm happy to elaborate. Please but let I us think know. That we all want to hear this. The Eagles defense, um, I've seen it firsthand when he uh, decided to tackle me, but um, the Eagles defense does have its moments. So I think it's, it's an interesting play, especially with DK Metcalf on the other side, who's quite explosive. But I think both of your predictions hold some merit. Now we're going to move on to the hot seat situation in the NFL. Uh, many different teams are decided to implement a coaching change, and some already have, and some are still in the uh, process of looking. For example, uh, the Washington Redskins have hired uh, longtime Panthers coach uh, Ron Rivera, who's colloquially known as Riverboat Ron, either because he's fond of canoeing or he does trick plays. And then we also have four other vacancies, including the Cowboys, Giants, Panthers, and Browns. Like, Let's talk about the, the Browns. The Cowboys are not vacant yet, but it's highly speculated that Jason yeah. Garrett's going to go. Though they're having quote-unquote, meetings to discuss. Uh, Ron Rivera's been brought into the Redskins for culture chains, but we're going to focus mostly on the Browns and their lovely situation happening in Cleveland. It always well, seems to be a lovely situation happening well, in Cleveland. I think, yes, that's true. And I think the thing about Cleveland is, in some ways, it's a very popular job and unpopular job, and here's why. The good perks of this job, right, are one, obviously, whatever you think of Baker, besides for him, there is a talented roster, and their record is low enough that they could possibly trade up if they really need any of the pieces to trade up to get a higher pick if they really do want to go in a different direction than Baker, but I don't think they know that yet. But it's a very talented roster, one. The second thing is, because they fired both Freddie Kitchens and John Dorsey, there actually is a very real opportunity for a culture change. And what I mean by that is essentially a coach can come in, they can get their GM, they can get their coaches, and can completely take over if the Browns let them. So I think because of that, my predicted coach would be Urban Meyer. He was the Ohio State coach. He does have health problems. He does have health problems. That's okay. He said he didn't want to coach again. Everyone said around, But I know they have speculated him with the Browns. And the big thing about him is, a person like this won't go to a job where he can't get full power, right? He's already been very successful, already has the way he wants to do things. So he has the experience and capability to bring in his own coaching staff and establish yeah. a culture. So I think he's perfect for someone like the Browns. I think while he is perfect, I don't think he's going to come out of retirement. I think the best coaches for the Browns are my list of three would be, if I was Haslam, would be Kevin Stefanski, offensive coordinator for Vikings, Mike McCarthy, or I agree with Mike Be- McCarthy. Beanie. Mike McCarthy is Mike good. McCarthy gives you a... He's, he's already won a Super Bowl. The other two are unproven, a bit more risks. I think the one thing I'd say is I actually disagree with you because I think we really want experience. You want someone that has an established culture or way of doing things so they can come in and take over, which with team with all these different personalities really needs someone to take and over. And that's exactly why I'm about to say I think the Cleveland Clowns... Cleveland Clowns would also be appropriate. That would be appropriate, <laughs> but the real name is the Cleveland Browns. And they will be hiring Kevin Stefanski. He's young. He's uh, he's from a former football family. He has a good track record. He helped your cousins to his max potential, which in my opinion isn't too max, but whatever. That's more of a on Kirk Cousins than him. The Browns, you're going to take a shot on him. 
Kevin Stefanski is going to be the Browns' next coach I for think the following year. There's one problem you had with that, and that is the first thing you said, which is that he's young. If you're young, you can be bossed around. We want someone that's old and experienced and has established culture. Or we, we hate can young do, who again, has, Sean McVay is a perfect counterexample to yeah. that. I'm not sure Sean McVay would have worked immediately with the Browns. Listen, he worked Eric Benimi though is would just expand Andy Reid's coaching tree, which is wide and successful. So he's he's in the conversation too. All right, now it comes down to our wacky sport of the week. Uh, today we're introducing chess boxing. Otherwise known as chalksing. This is true. We actually have a recording of us playing it. Here, we'll play it for you right now. Ow! 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 Oh. All right, All right now much. night to Let E5. Let me explain to you chess boxing. This is the real deal, Incredible sport right here. I recommend getting into it. Pretty much it's this. You take a round, you play chess, then you take another round, then you box. All right, you're done boxing for the round. You go another round in chess. You get another round, you go another round boxing. Yeah, sure, you're used to those nerdy kids in school playing chess and those athletic kids in school playing boxing. Well, screw it, because you're we're adding um, both. You, um, you don't play hard. boxing. You remember, box. You remember, box. You're right, Jeremy. There must be a cerebral element and a physical element. It makes it more interesting, competitive, and ruthless. Yeah, they, Very they, ruthless. these are only for the... Top athletes with the top minds, very selective. I, just I would say play, but I don't think you can handle such a sport. If you handle it, please send us your reaction. I'd love to hear it. I just want to see note videos that of people this... playing chess boxing. Send it to us. And I just want to note this becomes harder as time goes on because the more you get punched in the face, the harder it is the thing. So as you come on, you will see the people get worse and worse as chess as the time goes on. And we do not take responsibility if you get a head injury or any sort of injury. Yeah, be safe. Chess can, chess. Hurt your, chess can hurt your brain. Be chess safe. can hurt your brain. Or you brain. don't need to be safe, but do it at your own risk. It's not our fault. And a friendly reminder to not come complain to us if you lost a million dollars. Why are you betting a million dollars anyway? That's on you. Good job. If you have a million dollars to bet, good job. Remember, we are experts, but we don't recommend you take our advice. Who's on top? Who's on top? Who's on top? If you want to check out the Who's on Top podcast today, come look us up. Remember to check out our Instagram and Twitter at Podcast one That's W-O-T-P-O-D-K-C-A-S-T-1. Almost forgot to There's spell no there. K in there. There's no K. Um, like K's. Episode 1 and 2 are out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Buzzsprout. You can go to the Buzzsprout website to get links to all of those. Uh, thank you for listening, and goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.